we are like you. We're the dreamers of the NFL. I'm Jacob. And I'm Trevor. And we dream big together about all the coolest scenarios in the NFL that may or may not ever happen in the league. Wouldn't it be cool if they did? What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Um, That's a great question. Football, probably. Okay. That's kind of weird. Um, (laughs) We haven't talked about that in a while, but... I know. Well, the, it's the off season, but sure, I guess. What was interesting <laughs> is we had so much to talk about last week, but I feel like this week there wasn't quite as much that happened. It was a little bit more of a down, down period. You still hear me? Loud and clear. Trevor, wouldn't it be cool if the Jets won the AFC East this season? How was yours? That was, I think it'd be really cool, um, because I think that's gonna be that's that's gonna be my my one of my my bold takes going into this year. All assuming that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets as is currently, um, reported to be happening by if Aaron he Rodgers, so. doesn't figure out some or if him and the Jets don't figure something out and he doesn't end up playing there this season, are you gonna hold that? Like, do you think the Jets still win the AFC East, or is it, like, contingent on Aaron Rodgers? It's contingent on Aaron Rodgers, for sure. They have a – who did they get? They got one of his – oh, Alan Lazard. Yeah. Yeah, they picked up Alan Lazard because they they recruited – they wanted to make sure that he would want to come there. You know, it's it's, it's part of their recruiting pitch. Like, hey, we're going to get one of your guys that we know that you like. Say, hey, come here. You're gonna have a familiar guy to throw to. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he said as much as that his intention is to play next year and it is to play for the Jets. So, I think with him on that team, I think they actually do become the best team. What I think is the best team in the AFCs, and that's not saying. I mean, obviously, the Bills are. The Bills, right? Josh Allen's the, been incredible. The Bills and Miami. And Miami. Um, and then, you know, I think it's pretty clear that the Patriots are the last place team, which is wild to say with Bill Belichick still being there. Um, but it's the truth. Um, but, yeah, I think – well, I think, one, if you look down at Miami, the problem with Miami is that Tua is a little bit injury prone um, and inconsistent. Um, okay. I think that hurts them. Um, the addition of Jalen Ramsey is really big for them. Um, hopefully, Tua can have a healthy season and play as well as he was when he was in when he was on the field for them, and they can be a really good team. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, if that's gonna that's in the cards for him. Um, I think right now Buffalo is the team to beat there. Um, and that's because of what they like. If you look at Buffalo, they they've got a, an incredible defense, and then Josh Allen, who is playing like an MVP every season. He might not have one yet, but he's playing like one, and he's in that conversation every year in and year out. Um, they got weapons on offense, and they're a really good team. But 
the but is, and the reason that I think the Jets would overtake them with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, is that I think if you look at them, there's also some some holes in their roster that the Jets would not have once they added a quarterback. And that hole is namely in the running game. For all of the things that the Bills have done and all the points that they have scored, they have not done a very good job running the ball in the time that that Josh Allen's been there. Other than Josh Allen. Josh Allen himself has been an incredible runner of the football. But other than that, they haven't ran the ball very efficiently at all. And that's a pretty big hole in their game. Versus if you look at what the Jets did last year, they were running the ball really, really well. Um, and, I mean, Brees Hall ended up getting hurt, which really hurt them. But um, I expect, I mean, he's going to come back eventually. Hopefully he's pretty effective. Um Dude, Brees Hall had a pretty good rookie season. Oh, he was, he was he was he was really good. It's like this um, little bowling ball man out there. Yeah, no, he played he played really really well, um, and so they they were able to move the ball pretty efficiently with him. The problem was is that last year at, at quarterback, outside of the, you know the spark that Mike White gave him for a little while, um, they they really weren't a threat to move the ball through the air. So teams could just load up the box or load up, put eight in the box against against them and say, hey, they dare dare you to throw it, Zach Wilson, because guess what? When you throw it, it actually is it's better for, for the defense usually. Like yeah. you're going to give us a chance to, to pick the ball off um, and take it the other way. So they were encouraging that. Now, you know, if you add Aaron Rodgers, that obviously changes. You are now terrified of number 12 back there. You have a seasoned veteran who is one year one year from removed. a back-to-back MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's uh with you know with who, who we confirmed deservedly won <laughs> with with the ranking offensive rookie of the year, right? Uh, and... offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. And Wait, who? Uh, Garrett Wilson on offense won oh. in rookie oh, of the year. Um, I didn't know that. I only paid attention to the defensive rookie of the year because I knew Tariq Woolen was in the conversation there. Well, yeah, and Kenneth Walker was in the conversation on off. I think you should you could argue Kenneth Walker had a better argument than Tariq did. Sauce was so good last year that it was Sauce was so good. Yeah, but that so this is this is what I'm saying. So you look at the the Jets, their defense is fucking really really good and then they've got yeah. the weapons on offense right so you've got one rookie that one offensive rookie across a thousand yards as a rookie as a receiver then you've got Brees Hall which you know whenever he comes back we'll see when that is but he was really effective he was looking like he was gonna be a candidate for rookie of the year when he was playing last year um they did they bring in anybody? I feel like I want to say that they brought in some other, another couple of pieces. Well, obviously they brought in Lazard. Um, but I mean, really, it doesn't even matter if you add Aaron Rodgers, he can elevate. He's shown that he can elevate some mediocre receiving groups and you're already giving him more than he had in the last couple of years. With yeah, seriously. So, I mean, well, I mean, aside from uh Devontae Adams, well, yeah. they got shipped yes. him off. So, 
Looking at it now, I don't see. I don't really see any names. I oh, they've got Elijah Moore. Yeah, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. I mean, like I think a lot of the issues with the Jets last year is that their offense was just super ineffective without Zach Wilson. With with Zach Wilson, um, yeah, they've. Got, I mean, they've got some guys there, some young players. I mean, they're gonna have to earn. Rodgers' trust just like just like any other player does but if they do I mean they're going to be all right yeah the other thing I like too is I love Robert Sala as a head coach um I was a fan of him as a defensive coordinator despite him coaching for the 49ers he's just so good he's he's a hard guy not to not to appreciate Oh yeah, but he he's a defensive-minded coach, and so I think a lot of that right uh, their success defensively stems from the fact that that's that's where his background is well positioned in, and um, the fact that they're able to have the offensive rookie of the year as well, like on the other side of the ball, and secure a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and start putting some pieces together on both sides of the ball. That's Gosh, that's a that's a dangerous look. Like e- even with the caliber of teams like the Miami Dolphins, like the Buffalo Bills, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots, dude, the Jets look scary. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, Robert Sala has shown that he can make that team pretty competitive, despite you know, basically with despite in spite of their quarterback, like they had a liability at quarterback last year and they found a way to win games anyways. Um, I think you, you go and you put a first ballot surefire hall of famer. Um, you put, you put him in there and all of a sudden, yeah, it really, really changed that team. And then, I mean, Oh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> No. no, do you I'm think were, was that your? Were, were, are you saying that you I, think I just Joe Flacco is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because uh, I, 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 I disagree. Um, well, I'm just saying I don't see Aaron Rodgers' name on that that roster yet. Right. I'm, no. I'm totally kidding. They still need okay. to do that, and we'll see. I bet you that. I mean, that who knows how long that could drag out. Um, at this point, Aaron Rodgers clearly made it known that he's not the guy holding it up. Um, but. It's going to be interesting to see see what what how what the compensation ends up being because I'm sure if you're a Packers fan, you're sitting there. He's like, we got to get you know multiple first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's he's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like it's twelve. He's one year removed from back to back MVP awards, right? But it's like, well, he's also considering retirement every single year. Like he said in the same interview, he wanted to play for the Jets that he was going into his darkness retreat ninety percent, thinking that he was going to retire. So, yeah. so like, you know, the the longevity is an interesting thing. I mean, like, not that he can't keep playing. It's 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 will he choose to keep playing, right? Because I mean, he's his own person. He's made that abundantly clear. Is that he is going to do whatever he thinks is best for him, as he should. Trevor, what do you think a fair trade would be? Like your opinion? I don't know. Um, it's tough when you're not, I mean, 
I'm not an NFL GM. I think I think it needs to include at least a first round pick. He's still that good of a player oh, at the think? most important position in sports. Um, but it's pro. It, it, it can't be a whole lot more than that. <coughs> like, Probably like a, a first like a round first, and a conditional pick or something. Yeah, like a first round and like a. You know, yeah, like a conditional fourth or something like that. Conditional fifth. I don't know. Mm. I saw, yeah. uh, saw, heard, read something. I I don't know where I I got this information, but uh, s- someone in the in the realm of quote unquote experts on the uh, the NFL side of the sports universe um, decided that. They don't think he's worth a first round pick that they think a second round pick and a conditional pick for the following year, like that, like uh, fourth, fifth round conditional pick that that would be the two picks that they think is well, fair for just the body of Aaron Rodgers. Well, so here, here there, there's a lot that goes into this, right? And why this is going to take and why this is, is taking so long is because like you also have to consider the fact it's like, well, where, who's who's got the leverage in this deal? Obviously, the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Aaron, I mean, for Aaron, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, obviously. He wants it to happen. But I'm looking at this more between the Packers and the Jets, who's got the leverage for asking for for the asking price and what a price that it should cost to get him. Um, In some, you would say it's the Packers, right? But the Packers are also, also, they're also very motivated to get him off the books. Mm. I mean, he's due $60 million or whatever ridiculous number it is this year. Um, you want to, you need to get Jordan love in the lineup and playing because you need to see what you have. Like you're, you're not far, far away from having to make the decision on whether you're even going to pick up his fifth year option, whether you're going to pay him, you know, big time money. So you got to see what you have there. Like you said, you've already basically you've publicly come out and said you want to move on. Like you've kind of shot your leverage in the foot. Um, but on the Jets side, they I mean, they've got to fucking make a move at quarterback. Like you, you, you can't go into next year with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Like that's that, Ooh, that's clearly as not fun as that would be. Zach Zach Wilson needs to change the scenery, change the scenery so bad. Um, but do you think that's what it is? Like, do you think he could still have a successful career in the NFL? He just needs to get out of New York. Um, maybe. I I I I think most likely not. I I don't think. I think if you look at his body of work, um, it doesn't warrant a a, a roster spot. Um, but because of where he was picked, his pedigree, he probably will get another opportunity or two. Um, that's a and shame. I, and I hope for him that he can figure it out. And supposedly, the Jets claim they still somewhat believe in him, and that they think it's just a lack of a confidence issue, right? But it's like. I mean, if you look at his body of work, it's not good. So, what do you mean when you say that his body of work? 
like his film, like of him okay. on the field, okay. like what he's how he's played. It's been pretty shitty. I mean, he's cost his team games. Like his team was, like I said earlier, was winning in spite of what he was doing at the quarter at the most important position. Arguably the most important position in all of sports. So, yeah, I think I think if you look at his film, I mean, a lot of other if you play like you play that poorly compared to the rest of the guys playing that playing your position in the league, um, at any other position, you're probably probably gone except for the fact that they had invested such a high pick in him so that's just kind of that's it's the way it goes yeah uh, there there are probably i think there are probably guys out there that aren't on nfl rosters that could have produced more than him in that time any names off the top of your head no okay just I don't want to say hypothetically, but you're just saying like they're, they're more than likely is somebody who isn't. Yeah. Who, 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 who for whatever reason, didn't have a great day during his tryout that he had after his, you know, after a pro days, like, you know, was at a small school and didn't get the recognition or whatever, like, like whoever it is. Like, I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Like, and I don't want, I mean, I don't know. That's fine. I think that's, that's, that's my point. It's like, like if you look at the way Zach Wilson has been playing, it's like it's bad. It's really, really bad. There are some like he makes some throws. Yes, you see, like like wow, like yes, that is a, a very impressive throw. But the decision making and other throws where you're just like that's not even close to where you were trying to put that ball. It's just like yeah, he doesn't. That you can look at him and watch, watch the way he's playing. It's like that's yeah, he's not an NFL quarterback. I see. And so, and I mean, that's another aspect. I mean, we haven't talked about this with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might immediately be the best player. As soon as he, the Jets actually pull off this trade, he might immediately be the best player the Jets have ever had in the history of their franchise. They're, who holds the passing record uh, in their franchise? Let's see. I think it might be Joe Namath still. Like, I don't, I don't, has played maybe, quarterback for the Jets and maybe Ron a Donald Pepper is my only other thought. It is Joe Namath. Yeah, that's what I thought. Isn't that kind of wild? If you look at, if you look at the, if you, Joe Namath's numbers are actually not that great. Like, no, he's, but- he's actually got a losing record as a starter. Bet you didn't know that. I did not know that. That actually um, his, his quarter his quarter his his record is sixty, sixty one and four. Oh. Um, his okay. quarterback rating is sixty five point eight. Um yeah, I mean it's not not very good. What was so good about him then? He won a really big game. Okay. I guess that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't saying Dante Polk. I went. I meant to say Chad Pennington. That's what I was saying. He's Chad four. Pennington. Oh, okay. I was. 
I was like, oh, I didn't sec. know Dante Cole There's not, played it's the not a lot of, believe you, I guess. Not a lot of uh, great showings on there, right? But yeah, I mean, so yeah, Joe Namath is like, yes, they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's a Hall of Famer because of like his significance to the game because of like one game, really. Huh. His numbers themselves, comparatively speaking, are not not that impressive. Um, but hey, you know, you win the big game. Um, you win the big game. One thing I remember about Joe Namath, because I obviously wasn't alive to witness him play a lot of football, any football, any football. I should correct that. Any football at all. But the one thing I saw him do for football was in 2013 in February the coin for the coin toss when Seattle played Denver. He had this big fur coat on and these sunglasses and he prematurely flipped the coin and the ref rubbed up as hell. Yeah. He looks rough. He had no clue where he was on planet earth at the time is what it seemed like. You think? (laughs) I don't know. He just, he was, I mean, like, like you said, like he threw that coin just way out of turn. I mean, I guess he, he did. At he least forgot to ask who, whose heads, whose tails. He yeah, just he just threw the like coin they didn't went ask. and just yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, it was pretty pretty nice for Cody had on there though. I will I will say that. Um, let's see. I'm googling Jets Hall of Fame players. So I want to just let's just I, I want to see because I, I I feel like is Darrell Revis on there yet? Well, Darrell Revis will be inducted this year. Oh, I see. Okay. Um. So I guess you know, I mean, Darrell Revis. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Um. Let's see, Hall of Famers. Okay, Brett Favre does not count as a Jets Hall of Famer. Although I will say, I did see Brett Favre play the Seahawks in Seattle, the year that he played for the Jets. That was uh I believe my very first NFL football game. Oh that's cool. Fun fact. Um yeah there's uh Curtis Martin Who's that? Uh, he's running back. Um, yeah, there's not really. I mean, Joe Namath is their is their main, and it's a bunch of like it's a bunch of names of guys that like played like one year for them or like the last like three years of their career for them. I see. So no franchise stars that started or ended or played the most significant portion of their career because that's one thing i'll say is uh you'll see that from time to time marshawn lynch is probably a good example of a a player even though he's not in the hall of fame like had a significant career obviously impacted the seattle franchise he's not in in a major way but he started with uh actually he played for the bills before he went hey jacob wouldn't it be cool if Marshawn Lynch made it to the Hall of Fame? Oh, dude, that would be so freaking cool. 
That would be so cool. Not just for Seattle fans, but for NFL fans. Marshawn Lynch was so hard not to, to so, love. Here, here's you what didn't I, here's like what him. Think. You loved him. Or maybe you just didn't care for him at all. Here's but. what I'll say. What 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 good is a Hall of Fame? I mean, what's 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 the point of a Hall of Fame, right? It's to remember the greats of the game. It's 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 to it's to remember the history of the game. And 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 I would argue like like what would a great football Hall of Fame be if it didn't make a point of remembering Marshawn Lynch being as being as he's one of the greatest characters as well as one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. Especially with the development of media as it got more and more heavily incorporated into the NFL, um, into like the late 2000s and and the 2010s. And now what it is today, you have multiple networks, multiple shows airing 24-7, the most widely broadcast watched sporting event on TV every year. Like media has found its place in football and totally consumed it. And he just in, in media and football, not even the sport, he was amazing in the sport, but in media too, is arguably one of the, the best characters to have come from absolutely football media. I'm just here. So I won't get fined. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, dude, remember an the... absolute legend. I mean, he's top 10 in postseason touchdowns, postseason rushing yards. Um, from from 2011 to 2014, (laughs) he had the most touchdowns in the league, the most rushing yards in the league and scored 14 more rushing touchdowns than any other running back. Um, 15 more rushing touchdowns or 15 more total touchdowns than any other running back. Um, most in the NFL, most total touchdowns in the NFL, six more than the next closest, like pure player which would be des bryant um so yeah i mean like dominant dominant like i mean that's a that's a short span right so that's that's where you're looking at okay where does he fall in you know because like that's the problem is that because he didn't have that super like the 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 longevity it's like where how, how do you really argue you know his career versus you know somebody else's right and I mean, he's only you know six hundred yards behind OJ Simpson, oh. uh, who is a Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, there's, I think there's there's some there's some guys out there. I mean, you look, he's got more touchdowns than Jim Taylor, who's a Hall of Famer. Um. I don't know. I think it would be, it, yeah, it would be really cool. I think the most important thing though, is just like, you, you got to remember, like, it's just like, like there, there was no, like there was no other Marshawn Lynch and there will never be another Marshawn Lynch. And it's just something that I, I mean, given how close he is, like, like voters like should think about putting him in because of the fact that just, I mean, he is Marshawn Lynch. What does that mean though? Like, I, I totally know what you mean, but, I don't know, to the listener who's like, yeah, whatever, these guys are just jawjacking about the Seahawks again. I mean, I well, it's it's the Seahawks, yes. He was I mean, he did that while he was on the Seahawks, but I think he it was bigger than just because he was for the Seahawks. I mean, 
he went viral. He transcended the game for a year or two there, right? Mm, Where like, there like, you like, go. like his his comments and stuff were like, I mean, there was must see, must see must see television, and he was. It, it, it wasn't – what Marshawn Lynch was doing would have happened regardless of whatever team he was on. Like, that's just the character that Marshawn Lynch was. He was a one-of-a-kind individual. Um, and luckily, we traded for him and we gave him the platform to become as great as he was. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't – I mean, I, I think it's I, – I like what you just put so happens the, uh, the Hawks player. He transcended the game. Yeah, that I think embodies a, a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, absolutely. Seattle, I looked He's... it up. Seattle got him for uh, we got him two weeks ahead of the 2010 trade deadline, and we acquired him for a 2011 fourth round pick and a conditional uh, fifth round pick in 2012. Yeah, what a steal! That's, that's a yeah, it's a pretty, what a pretty good bargain deal played for anyways so maybe to full circle this thing now a player like him is it a good example of a, a player who plays the most significant portion of their career with with a different team so he got drafted to the bills um played there for four years and then seattle uh traded for him and that's where he really blew up and became the Marshawn lynch that everyone knows yeah and then he went to oakland and Got oh yeah, to the game and rode home on the train with people, like just this, just with the city. I think it's the same thing it's as a, a player like Brett Favre. Like you think of Brett Favre, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, not the oh, it's not the for same the Jets thing. Well, I, oh, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, because you, I guess, Brett Favre was drafted by the Falcons. I was gonna say, but I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess. You Brett know what Favre I mean? Like more. I think I mean Marshawn Lynch. If you look at it, really played a only like just over fifty percent of his career with the Seahawks. But it's not. I mean, like played a decent amount of his career elsewhere. Like he played, you know, two years with the Raiders, four years with the Bills, and a twelve-year career. I mean, that's yeah, it's fifty-fifty. Yeah. Um, so, but like, who's another? Oh, Drew Brees is a good one. Got drafted to San Diego. Ended up playing his, yeah. you know, the Hall of Fame portion of his career with the Saints. He was really good for a year or two there um, in San Diego, though. He was. Um, totally. But yeah, man. Oh, I would love for Marshawn to, to sneak into that there Hall of Fame. Um, he deserves it. I mean, just like the Beast Quake run, um, pivotal moment in my life. Oh, um, yeah. Not pivotal moment in my life, but I was and- there, and that was sick. Twice um, he had a similar run. It wasn't as loud. These Quake two point Well, it wouldn't have been loud because it was, it was against Arizona. Arizona, and it was in Arizona. So yeah. they were they were pretty uh, sad about it, but um, still equally yeah, as that, I mean, Yeah, like I, just things that he was doing that just uh, nobody else was doing or probably will do. I mean, they might, but it it won't be the same way. And they won't. They won't be doing. They won't be jumping in the ones into the end zone, holding their dicks, <laughs> eating, and then eating skittles afterwards. The more we're talking about it, I'm. I'm totally convinced now. This I'm he needs to be in the I'll hall of fame. Fine. 
You know what's funny is we were uh before we started recording, this is a little sneak peek behind the scenes of our podcast operations. We were trying to decide, you know, uh, what are we gonna we knew we wanted to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers um and the Jets being you know, the the new best team in the AFC East, obviously pending Aaron Rodgers actually becoming a Jet. Um we were like trying to figure something else to do. And I all this just, you know naturally comes to mind while we're going through the episode recording. I love that. Um, Cause this is a very good topic because I can pound the drum um, very hard for getting Marshawn Lynch into the hall of fame. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those things that takes a, you know, it's going to take a bit of a grassroots effort. He's not a first ballot hall of famer. You know, it's going to take a little bit of like, we're going to have to rally for him. As as a community, as a, as a sports fan community, we're gonna have to, and it's not just Seahawks fans. That's what I'm gonna say. It's like it's like it needs to be some Seahawks fans, but like everybody else too needs to look at this and be like, look, hey, we love Marshawn because I know it's not just Seahawks fans. I know that you go around like if we're talking about Richard Sherman, it's a little different. Like if I was asking other fans, Ooh, yeah, Richard Sherman, they'd be like, mm, no. Fuck that guy. Don't really it's like because he's such a polarizing character, though. Right. Marshawn Lynch. Also somewhat polarizing, but I think he, for the most part, no, people dude, he is him. cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Like that man is just hard not to get along with. <clears throat> yeah, he seems very genuine. Um, yeah. So I, I it's just I, yeah, we need we need that guy, and just I mean, we just we need to hear that speech. I need to hear that fucking speech. That <laughs> speech would be all time. <laughs> either that, either it would be all time, or it would be a complete letdown. But see, here's the thing: even if it wasn't, no, it, be it would be so good. Well, because I feel like there's a chance that he goes up there and doesn't say a word. Like, just goes like I I wouldn't be shocked if he just goes up there and says, "I'm just here, so I won't get fined," and then just walks off like. You're just like, what, Marshawn? This is your Hall of Fame acceptance speech. No. You could have said anything, bro. Anything. I know. That's what I, I mean, I think there's a chance because he, you know, doesn't love the limelight and everything. I feel like there's a chance he could do something like that. I don't know. But like that's the thing. We need to find out NFL and Hall of Fame voters, like, let's get this guy in the Hall of Fame. If nothing else, to hear what the speech would be. If nothing else, to hear the speech. Um yeah, I mean, and just I'm, I mean, I'm sure they somehow have the Beast Quake run immortalized in the NFL, some in the Hall of Fame somehow, um, playing on some highlight reel somewhere. But that that run needs to have a reason to be talked about as well, and that's my selfish Seahawks thing. Yeah, but I think a lot of people will get behind the Marshawn Lynch for the Hall of Fame. I love that so much. Yeah, beat the drum. Speaking of Hall of Fame ex-Seahawks players, um, Bobby Wagner still doesn't have a team. Interesting. Do you... Do you... you, What do you think could be happening there? Do you have any 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 inklings of, of of where would be a good spot for him to go, or why he might still be out there? 
Um, I have a couple thoughts, I guess, but all of it is speculation. I have no insider news. I have not seen anything from any of the networks. I don't know. But truthfully, I don't know. Here's my speculation, though, and what makes sense in my head. One thing I know about Bobby Wagner is he is one of those guys who, much like Lamar Jackson, represents himself. Uh, he, I know DeAndre Hopkins is like that. Like, Lamar Jackson representing himself is not a new thing in the league, and so that's why it shocked me a little bit when teams were so butthurt that he's doing it and are, like, trying to force his hand to get an agent. And, like, lots of players have been doing this for a couple decades now. This isn't new. Players are smart guys. Like, they're totally capable of doing it. And so I wonder if maybe that's a new movement by NFL ownership or management that they want to see these players. They don't want to talk with these players. They want to talk with somebody to be this like mediation voice for them. Um, Again, speculation. I don't know. I'm just noticing a pattern. I haven't heard as much in the news, in the media about players being able to represent themselves and what little I have heard about it has been negative feedback. It's been a pushback from players representing themselves. And that's a little shocking to me. Um, The other thing I'm wondering is age. What's his injury history look like? I don't think he's really had much to deal with. And he's a very smart player, if nothing else. He's a great guy to have in the locker room as a leader. So that shocks me a little bit. Is there a need around the league for veteran linebackers like him? Yeah, there's a huge need for it. One thing I noticed, though, is a lot of teams where they normally would have had uh, a more traditional linebacker, as it were, that can be this hybrid player between you're not really a secondary player, but you're not really filling up a hole in the line uh they've converted them to these almost um trying to think like spur like positions like edge rushers essentially uh you see that with like micah parsons and so i'm wondering if maybe he just doesn't fit the mold for some of these new defensive schemes um these are some of the thoughts i have i don't really know because i haven't heard a lot i haven't seen anything anyone talk about it much But just off the top of my head, I think mine wants to go is what makes sense? What do I know, right? Just going off the facts that I know, um, are there any patterns I'm recognizing? And I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit shocked, to be honest. I I hope he finds a team. I, I don't think I'm, as a fan, ready to be done watching Bobby Wagner make tackles in the NFL. But who knows? Maybe... Maybe the league has other plans for him. It doesn't seem like he's quite ready to retire either. Um, I would love to see him go on one last farewell tour, even if it's not with Seattle, with, with some team. I, I'm not ready to be done watching Bobby Wagner. He was an electric player for over a decade now, and I just feel like I wouldn't have closure not having known that this is going to be his last season to watch him, you know? Yeah, Uh it's definitely not going to be like he will he'll he'll be playing on an NFL team this year. Um he played really well last season. The only reason he wouldn't be playing is if he decided said like randomly announced suddenly that he was retiring, which I don't I'm with you. I don't foresee that happening. Um 
you bring up a lot of good points and a lot of like, you know, kind of like, it's kind of why I asked you that question. I figured I was like, I was like, you'll, you'll cover the board pretty well on what people are going to think when they're asking this. I, I think one, one, well, when it comes to the representing himself, I think you touch on a pretty hot button issue. Um, okay. Not necessarily. I mean, it is in a way with the teams a little bit. Um, I don't think the teams love it. But I think that's really just because it's like that's not the way it's been. I mean, change is hard, kind of. Yeah, like I don't really see hard to adopt. I, I should first, say it's not so that like, change inherently is hard, but it's hard for people to wrap their minds around wanting to change. They just don't want to because they know what works, and it's hard to want to change. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I look at it is, I just think that. I don't see a reason like if, if for the NFL to prefer to negotiate with a agent versus a player. Um, right. Why do I you mean, say that? Other though? than the fact that you can develop relationships, like, right. So like these agents that represent multiple players, like you're going to develop relationship with front office guys and stuff like that. It's going to make it easier to get deals done and everything. Right. And that's the value that an agent provides, right. Is that he does have these pre existing relationships with all of these different executives around the league and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, it's like, I don't see why a team, I mean, like a team at the end of the day is going to negotiate where they want to negotiate and shit. I mean, if they think they can get a better deal by negotiating with the player, then so be it. Um, I think there's a lot of pushback more so coming from the agent community of players representing themselves. Right. Cause once these players start being successful doing this, other players are going to follow, right? Laramie Tunsil is a great example, right? Just the other, I, I don't know if it was today or yesterday or it was very recently. He signed for the second time, became the new highest paid offensive tackle in NFL history or offensive lineman in NFL history, right? Good for him. Um, Go you, Laramie. Both of those deals, he negotiated himself, right? Both of them. Um, and that's a big deal, right? These agent fees are 10 to 15%, right? So he's saving that 10 to 15% is a shit ton of money. It's like half your tax bill, right? Actually, yeah. that's, that's a bit more than half your tax bill in the NFL. You're paying probably close to 50% in taxes, but yeah. still that's, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. It's, it's not a, a little bit. And yeah. especially when you're negotiating to be the highest paid at your position. It's not a little bit of money. No. So, you know, I mean, if these guys can go and be successful, learn how to do it. And I mean, everything that I've seen about Bobby Wagner is that he is an incredibly intelligent businessman. I'm sure teams don't mind negotiating with him. I'm sure it does throw a wrench into his relationships with these teams, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, in those meetings, that team is trying to tell you why you're less valuable than you think you are. Um, which has got to be a pretty weird conversation to have. Um, and it's probably, it probably could be, that could be part of why the team doesn't like to do it is because like with an agent, they can be a little bit more frank with that because they don't have to tell that to the player straight up to his face. Um, but I don't know. 
Um, I don't think that's necessarily a motivation for why Bobby isn't getting signed, though. Um, and I don't think, like, like injuries aren't a problem in Bobby's career. His ability to play is definitely not a problem. He's played at a very high level. I think last year, I'd, he might have been a second-team All-Pro. I'm pretty sure he was. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, second team all pro, 140 yeah. tackles, six sacks, two interceptions, five passes defended, started yeah. all 17 games. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably why. Yeah. No. So he's going to get signed. I think the reason he hasn't signed is, I mean, one, either teams are waiting to see where, what their needs are going to be and what their, you know, what their market's going to be. Oh, that or might make sense. Who Bobby is looking is just waiting to see what the market's going to be. Um, it could be. I think with him, it could very well be like an after the draft type thing. Um, also, I think I could see him that taking the route of some of these other um, older NFL players and not signing until a couple weeks into training camp. Maybe, maybe missing missing a lot of training camp. Um, just coming in and plugging into the roster pretty early in the season. Um, saving the legs and not doing the real shitty stuff early in the year. Um, he's earned that right. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's playing, he's played too well. He's an all time great linebacker. Like, like he's gonna, gonna get signed somewhere. I think it's just a matter. It's a matter of when. Um, not if. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But it is, it is, it is going to be really interesting. It's going to be an f- interesting domino to fall. I think right now it's like he, he's him and Odell Beckham are the two, you know, biggest dominoes left to fall. I would say Odell even more so. Um, all obviously Aaron Rodgers kind of still has left to fall, but it also kind of still has already has fallen. So I don't know. I gotta ask, what, what do you think we should expect from Odell? Is he gonna come back and and be electric and be Odell Beckham Jr. Or do you think his career maybe takes a little slide this season? So, I don't know if he's ever gonna do the like, like I don't think he's gonna put up the ridiculous season long numbers. Like I don't think he's gonna go out there and challenge Justin Jefferson as the best receiver in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's gonna show you in big moments why he is still, why he's one of the all time greats and why he is still like OBJ. If that makes sense, like I think he's gonna be that guy because he's gonna go somewhere. Like I mean, I I I think I don't. I mean, he's gonna go somewhere where he can possibly win. Um, and wherever he goes, like I think he's I, I he's he's he finds a way to play in the big moments, right? And I think that like one for example, I think he's a good chance that he ends up going to the Jets, right? Oh. Uh, go and play with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Add a little bit more to their receiving core, right? And then go and, you know, win some more. Or maybe he goes to the Bills. Like, that's another place that's been rumored. Um, 
where players have been recruiting him. I don't know, but I think wherever he goes, he's going to be playing meaningful games late in the year. And I think in those games, that's where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy is – he's going to make some plays. He's going to make some catches in big moments out of nowhere where you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, he's, he's still Odell Beckham. He's still OBJ. Like, he I may don't, um... have the – the same kind of like all the time dominance in him, but he's going to find a way to make a play in the big moments because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. I, I really hope he has just a fire season. I hope he comes back and is in like the best shape of his life. and just has this baller season. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, when he is, when he's healthy and playing at his best, he is one of the most electric players to watch. He's just a fun um, player to watch play the sport of football i don't think this is very likely but one place i i wouldn't hate seeing him go to would be uh the chicago bears that's not really what he's looking for i think it's maybe not anywhere near his his first choice but seeing him and justin fields work together with a team that's in the rebuilding phase they are i think the bears would be a great team with him on it and i think would elevate their like he would elevate their team to a postseason. Yeah, comedy. he would. He would. I, I don't see him going. I'm I'm with you where it's like he's not going to go there. But wouldn't it be cool? It would be a decent. I mean, yeah. If you're a Bears fan, holy shit, wouldn't it be cool? Um, they just got yeah. DJ Moore though. I mean, you've improved a lot at receiver. Um, you got DJ Moore, OBJ, the legs of Justin Fields and David Montgomery. You know, build a line, and that, that's an offense if you could build around. I think David Montgomery signed elsewhere. He is no longer a bear. Oh, no. I'm looking like a schmuck. I don't know what I'm talking about. Dude, you're doing a podcast, and you don't even know the movement of every single NFL player. Yeah, he plays for the Lions now. Yeah, you I idiot. I don't know how football. Oh, that's one. Okay, I, I don't hate that. I like that. David Montgomery plays for the Lions. Jamal Williams signed with the Saints. I love Jamal Williams. I was I love that he didn't stick in Detroit. It just seemed like seemed like yeah, they looked in there. Um, seemed like he was a really good locker room guy for them. But um, He's I mean, such a funny David guy in front of the camera. Do you oh, watch yeah, any of his interviews? On, he was great on Hard Knocks. Um, I did see some of his interviews. He was just a, just a definitely an interesting character. I like him a lot. Me too, me too. Okay. I have something I want to throw at you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shift gears a little bit, but not, not a whole lot. Um, wouldn't it be cool if Austin Eckler, who's been feel, asking to field trades or the Chargers to wow I'm really butchering this wouldn't it be cool if Austin Eckler got traded to the Bills that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> he recently Fuck it, I'm just gonna asked say yeah this, this is what I'm there. trying to get at <laughs> um the Bills really need to figure something out with with their running back situation because that would help them so much and a player like him would fit the mold of that team so well I don't know what the logistics look like getting him there but he did ask the Chargers if he could get traded and I love that move for him. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I haven't you're right, he he did ask. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about 
that move and the possibility of that move, which is interesting. Um, but that is that's a that would be a good landing spot, a great landing spot for him. Um, a place where he could go and lead. I mean, if I'm Bills, though, I mean, probably you look at the, I don't know if they have the capital to spend on a running back like that. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. I, I don't know what the logistics of that looks like. But... And, and neither do I. So, I, I mean, it, it could be a possibility. Um, I will say I do like James Cook. You know, they drafted him last year. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, they just signed Damian Harris today, I believe, um, the former Patriots running back. Um, so they've added a little bit at the running back position. So I would assume they're probably not going to go after him. But oh. yeah, no, I mean, that's a that's a that's a great like the thought of it, right? Like, wouldn't it be cool, right? This is a hypothetical. Who gives a shit about whether it can happen? Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, it would be because Austin Eckler, the what he could do out of the backfield as a receiver, paired with Josh Allen and what that offense does throwing the ball in, to begin with, and then adding a little bit of a dash of of what he can do running as well, and then I mean, you can I mean even with those other running backs you have like good, like you don't need to play Austin Eckler. You don't need to give him, you don't need to have him pounded up the middle every time, you know, you, we can, we can play him a little bit more sparingly, which as, as a fantasy owner, right. I would hate because I want him to be on the field all the time, but like for your actual NFL football team, that makes a lot of sense when you can keep him fresh and use him more and play in ways and use him on a lot of different ways. In for a lot Bills of mafia. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking cool. That's a good, good thought. Good thought. I don't know about whether it's doable, but I think that would be a really cool spot for him to be. I just know once I learned he was looking to get traded, I started thinking, okay, that's kind of cool. That's interesting that, you know, whoever gets him, that would be a blockbuster trade right there depending on what they get for him, but wh- where would he go? Like wh- who would entertain that deal? What what would be a fun team to see him go to? My, my head just started spinning a little. I was like, oh man. Um, other teams I thought of was like the Chiefs, which would just be Chiefs. almost that's unfair. But fair. That would be unfair. Um, but the, the Goodell would have to veto that one just because it would be <laughs> so unfair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, him, him out of the backfield with the homes and the way that he can scramble and make extend plays and along every, every yeah everything else that the Chiefs have yeah that'd be just that'd be awful. Also, I mean, we got to see we got to figure out where the hell DeAndre Hopkins is going to go. He's requested a trade too. Yeah, see what happens there. It's a lot of dominoes still left to fall. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Yeah. It'll be a fun few next couple of weeks here to um, kind of broadcast about our our itty bitty little little media company here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we're a fucking conglomerate, dude? What you and me? That's that's the conglomerate. Two two buddies and two beers. Two buddies and two beers. What exactly happened? Because like you, you, you brought the story up. I hadn't uh, heard it. Yeah, so that was cool. Farley Dickinson just beat Purdue in March Madness. So Farley Dickinson's ranked the 16th seed in their quad. 
shouldn't one, have been the tournament, arguably. It's the second time in NCAA history that's ever happened, ever. And yeah, they shouldn't even have been arguably in the in the I think that's what one of the players is saying. They're like, we weren't even supposed to be here. What are we? We're going to the round of 32. What? Um, and so, yeah, they go to the round of 32. And with the caliber of games you see in March Madness, it's good, like great teams who played at a high level all year long are going against each other. And it's a single elimination tournament. And so you bring the fan bases to these neutral sites. You bring your bands. You, you bring all the momentum you can bring with you in the stands. Except... 16 seed Farley Dickinson, who wasn't even supposed to be there, doesn't doesn't have anyone to bring. It's spring break. The band all went home. So that was cool of Davidson. Davidson sent about half their band. The other half also it was spring break for them. So um, they left, but about half the band came and, and played for Farley Dickinson as a proxy in, in place of of them just not having anything to, to to bring with them because of of the game and so that was pretty cool congratulations yep. Farley dickinson there you go shout out to them uh shout out to davidson shout out to Fairley dickinson um yeah that shout was out cool to purdue for having uh shout out to purdue. No, absolutely amazing season i, would, I and had then giving purdue. i picked purdue in a bracket so fuck you purdue um that sucks um, would have would have made me money if you would manage to go on and win. So, well, not shout out to Purdue. That was not cool. We really do need to do like a that was not cool. Yeah, that wasn't very cool. Um, that wasn't very cool. If you were somebody that bet on who was it? Uh, TCU was playing. God, who was it they were playing? Oh, there was a last yeah. second dude. They were, I think it was Gonzaga actually. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, they were playing. There was. Yeah. Gonzaga down. God, I think it's like, it's, 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 it's a six point game. The line, the, the line in Vegas is four points, right? Gonzaga's favored by four points. Um, the game is over. There's like one and a half, two seconds left in the game or whatever. Um, meaningless play. The the losing coach is like waving his hands, like it's over. We're done. We concede. Whatever. Um, they like roll the ball at midcourt. Nobody's really playing defense. Who gives a shit? They're running the play where it's like you roll the ball and you don't touch it to save as much time as you can or whatever. Dude picks mm-hmm. it up just past half court, flips it, boom, goes in. For they three. cover because they lose by only three now and <laughs> break the hearts of every. So that's a good. Uh, uh, it's just so brutal. Um, that was not cool, or that was cool, depending on which side of that beat you were on. Yeah, dude, if you bet the <laughs> under on that, well, it's not betting the under. You're, no, it was, it was, like it was whether was... you bet. Yeah, it was whether you bet on Gonzaga to cover the spread or not. Uh, or sure. I guess yeah. TCU to cover the spread or not. But yeah, no. Uh, if you were on the wrong side there, um. I feel for you hanging there, and if you were on the right side there, uh, by that man, I'm yeah, okay that's uh, that, those something. are those are the games that we those are the games that we bet for. Like that's that's why that's why we play the game. What a for that for that emo- emotional roller coaster of thinking you lost 
till that guy chucks up a desperation three. That means absolutely nothing for the actual game. Nothing. They're going to lose. The game's over. Doesn't mean shit, but no. He won me my fucking $25 that that I put down on this. Oh. Or, you know, way grosser amounts of money. You know, whatever you, however you need to gamble. Um, but, yeah. That big win big. <laughs> so that's a good, that was cool and wasn't cool, depending on how you look at it. Thank you for listening to the greatest hypothetical sports podcast in the world. If you love this episode, then please click follow, give us a five-star rating, and give the next episode a listen. We'll be here every week with a new episode. Wouldn't it be cool? Leave any kind of hot takes you have in the comments. Let me know how how dumb I am for thinking the Jets are going to be better than the Bills next year. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, you know, let us know on social media at WIBC underscore podcast um, or in the Q&A section on Spotify. I don't know if we have anything for you to comment on on Apple Music, but if there's something there, fucking throw it there, too. Why not? Um, as Jacob said, we're going to be back every week with a new episode. Wouldn't it be cool? Thanks and peace.